Sharing our faith can be challenging. How do you naturally turn any conversation toward talking about God or following Jesus? What is more important? Simply be a good example of the gospel or share the good news verbally? In today's episode, we discuss whether words are necessary in evangelism. I'm Jeff Eckert. I'm Jason Brewer. And this is The Thought Factory. The Thought Factory podcast is brought to you by Never the Same, cultivating students through biblical discipleship and spiritual disciplines using theology, community, and technology. Learn more at neverthesame.org. Here we are, Mr. Brewer. Hi. Good to see you. We're excited to jump into today's podcast. Can you see me? I can see you, actually. Okay. Other people can't, but, no, but. And we haven't said this, but today our building's under construction. We're not in our normal studio space. Where are we, Jason? We are in your basement, in your house. That's right. Uh, about 30 minutes away from the office and in your home office. Yeah. So we You're have, right. I could start describing what's around. No, nah, that'd be too creepy. Okay. Nobody cares. Hey, but we're here. Can we talk uh, about the table that we're sitting our equipment on? we are in a very fancy card table. Yes. (laughs) And for those who don't know what a card table is, is what you fold up and bring out when you want to play cards. Or it's like the kid's table. It's definitely the kid's table. I grew up sitting at a table like this for all the holiday dinners because I was at the kid's table. You know what I'm talking about. So we, uh, yeah, we're going to jump into this very exciting episode today. And just in case you weren't with us last go around, you need to go back because... We had a really interesting conversation about something that happened in a game that inspired us to think about students sharing their faith, which is what we're talking about again today. And we've got um, an interview with a really dear friend of ours, Debbie Persina of Dare to Share. We'll introduce her later, but that's coming up as well. We've got a couple other things happening that are coming up, Jason, that are worthy to mention. One is NTS Camp. That's happening this summer, and we can't wait for that to roll around. It's a it's an experience that's meant to enhance not only the experience that the student has meeting with God, but also your your youth ministry as well, and also um, your entire local church that you are a part of. So check that out. Also, we've got ClaimYourCampus2020.com, the website of this event called Claim Your Campus 2020. Jason, that's going to be. Uh, a pretty historic gathering just because of the nature of what it is. Our goal is to gather 100,000 students from 10,000 schools. And so the crowd size alone would be historic. And we really are wanting students. We want this event to be geared around students in middle school and high school students. So if you are an adult listening to this right now and you are invested in the lives of students, whether you're a teacher, whether you're a youth pastor, a parent, and you have some adolescent youth in your home, in your your school or in your ministry, whatever it may be, you may be a coach and you see some students that would be, uh, it would be beneficial for them to be a part of this movement of prayer and uh, this event. Uh, choose to join us for the July 4th weekend. Go online, what Jeff mentioned, claimyourcampus2020.com and register. It is $49 for a student to attend. It is $99 for an adult to attend. A little behind the scenes here, Jason. So being a part of this 
in this event, and I've been able to personally connect with over 20 other what I would call stadium size events that are happening this year in 2020 as we record this. And they're happening all throughout the year, beginning to end. And as we've all gotten together in the room, we've prayed together, we've shared our visions. What's unique about Claim Your Campus 2020 is that of all the national events that are happening in this year of 2020, we're the only one focused solely on students, middle and high schoolers. And so this is a youth ministry event. This is a a chance for for our our um, tribe to get together as youth ministry people and with students who believe in them and get them together for an event that we believe could really shape a generation and could impact of what all of us are doing in our local setting. So find out more, claimyourcampus2020.com, and join us there on July 4th weekend in Kansas for a moment to mobilize a movement. Now today, we're talking about what it means to share our faith, why that's important in youth ministry. And and uh, one of the things happening at Claim Your Campus 2020 is that we're going to equip every single student to be able to verbally share their faith. I know as a youth pastor, that was always really important to me, but my sense is um, not a lot of people were doing it back in the day. And I think that it's probably true today that not a lot of youth ministries are equipping, talking about, training, whatever you want to call it, students to be able to verbally share their faith. In fact, we know from the last episode that um, of the millennials, which a a lot of our youth workers and youth pastors, about half of millennials don't feel that it's right to share your faith with someone that doesn't have the same belief. And I'm assuming, Jason, that probably bleeds over if a millennial or anyone of that nature would believe, have that belief, they're not going to be equipping their students probably to, to share their faith. We can easily promote it. We can say it's important to share your faith. We can say those things about reading Bible and prayer, but until you actually give tools to someone that makes it uh, digestible and then uh, gives them confidence to be able to go and approach somebody and, and have that conversation which leads to sharing their faith. Sometimes we, we say, uh, I want those opportunities. And then, then the opportunity arises. And then we just don't know how to pivot that conversation towards a faith conversation or towards actually the, the pillars of our faith to, to share the gospel. And so we want students to be equipped. We want them to have the tools to be able to confidently have those conversations and be able to pivot towards those crucial faith type of conversations as well. So there's a, there's a lot of tools and resources out there. We're going to be talking about some of them here in a few minutes, but but there's been, you know, there's different uh, seasons of ministry that you see come and go when you've been in it for a long time. And I'd say one of the seasons today has been shaped by this phrase that we talked about last episode. And that phrase can be said in different ways, but um, preach the gospel at all times, use words if necessary. Now, Jason... Where's that quote come from? A lot of people say it. It's attributed to St. Francis of Assisi. And when you look into it and you start to look at what he said and what this phrase is, I've come to the conclusion as some many other people have come to the conclusion that he actually didn't say these words. This phrase isn't actually quoted by him, but we are misquoting St. Francis by saying this and then we attribute it saying oh well if he said it then it must be 
worth saying again and again. And so, yeah, it's being misquoted, but it's being attributed to St. Francis. And it's one of those phrases that, again, we, we talked um, about how this phrase, you know, preach the gospel at all times and use words if necessary, is a lot of times used as as a way to get out of verbally sharing our faith. In fact, I've heard a lot of people say, I've heard ministry leaders say this, a lot of them say, I will not share my faith until I build a relationship with somebody. And I just want to go on record and saying, I just do not agree with that statement. And it's not that I don't respect anyone who may practice or say that, but I just do not agree with that. I think that there are opportunities that God may give us where we may not have the opportunity to build a relationship, but we're it's still an opportunity to share. And I think it's important. And I, I understand the heart of what people and what they have when they say that because they say, I don't want it to be just mechanical or I don't want to be just shoving my opinion down someone's throat. And I really think there's a, there's a difference between that and it can still be done outside the context of a relationship where you can share with someone and it's real and it's genuine. And again, whether or not they accept what we may have to say or share with someone, um, it's all in the approach. It's all in the heart. It's all in the motive. And, um, and I think sometimes we've just kind of thrown the baby out with the bathwater and we've said, well, I just don't think we should do it outside the context of a relationship. And, I think there are opportunities when we need to and we have to. I think this phrase also allows people to never verbally share their faith, whether they've built a relationship with them or not. That they would just rather live as a good example. But I don't think living as a good example will always convince someone, whether you know them or are a close friend. I think of some of the times when I've shared my faith, specifically with some of my best friends. If I had just lived a certain lifestyle that was Christ-like, and never shared anything about that faith, I don't think it would have the impact that it would have had I shared my faith and and the hope that I had and the reason why I was living this way. And I know I've had those conversations with him that caused his lifestyle to, to really do a 180, going down one path that is completely worldly and pursuing things that are not of God. And then to, in a, summer after freshman year of college, having these conversations and sharing why I, I am pursuing Jesus so, so wholeheartedly and the good news of his word and inviting him into that. Now he's a pastor on the West coast of the country and he has changed his life and the trajectory because he's chosen to live a life following Jesus as well. And I, I look at that and go, had I not shared my faith, would he have chosen to follow Jesus? Maybe, but I do know that summer was very pivotal in both of our lives. You know, we ask that question a lot of times, well, what if, what if you wouldn't have shared? I think whatever perspective we may have on that, we can look at that and say, you were a part of God's story in your friend's life. And I remember in uh, my middle school days, the first student conference that I went to, I went to a small little church, never had a youth pastor. We went to this big conference and it was, it was the theme of it was called PACE and it was an acronym. I can't remember what it stands for, but the whole focus of that student conference was sharing your faith. And I left and the goal, the challenge given to all of us was share your faith and, and try and ask God to help you lead one person to Christ within the next year. And what we did a year later was Anyone who led someone to Christ, we 
uh, sent that name to the people that planned the event, and they made this big poster. And then that next year, I shared my faith for the first time with my best friend, Matt Lockett. Shared with him, and I was so afraid. I didn't know what to say. I'm sure I fumbled through it. It was terrible as far as what I said. But as we're going to hear later, the power isn't in the words. It's in the gospel itself, and it's in the heart, and it's and it's something that God does. We just He invites us to be in those moments. And so my friend's name was on that poster. Mm-hmm. I wish I saved it, but... But I've thought about that. I thought I I thank God that God put it in the heart of the leaders that plan that conference to to pick that focus of that event because it shaped me for who I am today as a person that understands the importance of evangelism. I think one of the misperceptions of evangelism is we think we carry that burden that we are to save that person, and you'll hear it as well. It's not about us and the conversions that we're trying to get, it's the conversations, but we have no other part in it besides having that conversation. It's the Holy Spirit that saves. And so when we place the burden on the Holy Spirit, we are just obedient to just have those conversations and sharing that faith. That's right. I I often say this to our staff and our team, and it's true of evangelism. I think it's true of marketing that our job is never to change somebody's mind or heart. Our job is to get the information out. And then believing that if it's truth and if it's God's voice and his word and his will, then he'll do what he wants with it. And and so our part is just simply to open our mouths and speak. And so we think that concept is really important for all of us as youth workers, not only to live personally, but to help our students understand the opportunity to be able to share and to give them the tools to do that. And we're going to hear about some specific things later. Uh, in terms of tools and who we're going to talk to, that resources that you can use. But I want to I want to share two things here before we go on. One is a method that we use called the Four, and there's a website thefour.com, F-O-U-R, spelled out, not the number, but thefour.com, and a resource that's really simple that is a visual way that of all the methods I've learned about, it's it's. It's helpful for me because it's visual and it's pretty simple, but yet it's powerful and rooted in Scripture. And so I would encourage you to check out that resource. There's also an app that uses a method. Uh, The method uh, I taught my students years ago called Share Jesus Without Fear, but the app is MySharePal. So if you go to MySharePal, I think it's all one word, but I have that app, and that uses the same methodology and that's a, a way for students, literally all they have to do is open up this app, sit down with someone and read what's on the screen. There's scripture in there and you don't really even do anything. It's kind of automated in terms of you just read it, you ask questions, you get the response and then you swipe to the next screen. And so I would encourage you, it's it's a great method. I really like that method as well. It's called MySharePal. That app is available as well. We have with us Debbie Persina, a really good friend and an amazing leader and the president of Dare to Share. And Debbie, we are so excited to have you with us today. Thanks, Jess. It's just a privilege to be here. Debbie, for those who are not familiar, what is Dare to Share? Dare to Share is a ministry that is committed to every teen everywhere hearing the gospel from a friend. So 
our whole mission statement is all about coming alongside the church, helping to energize, motivate them to mobilize their students so that their students can reach their friends for Christ. And what I love about Debbie, you and Greg and the team is you guys have been ringing this bell, so to speak, for a long time and really leading the way. And and we're so grateful for that. And, and, you know, as we think about evangelism, sharing our faith, whatever words we want to use, it can be a difficult thing and scary thing for students to do. And how do you encourage students to go about sharing their faith? Well, first of all, let me just say, um, you know, I serve as the president of Dare to Share, but Greg Steer, as our founder, is one of those crazy evangelist types. You know, he's he's one of those people that um, he's constantly sharing his faith, and he's very bold and very courageous, and not all of us are wired that way, myself included. Um, I know I'm I'm a lot more um, soft-spoken. Um, but I still feel like God has called us as believers to share that redeeming message of hope that we have in Jesus Christ. And so, honestly, we as a ministry are committed to coming alongside youth leaders and young people and letting them know that you don't have to be a great steer or a super evangelist to share the message that God has given us, that Jesus died for us on the cross. You just have to truly believe that, and in your heart, love the person that you're communicating um, with. And, you know, we would love that to be happening within relationship. We believe in the strategy of praying for people and really asking the Lord to put them on um, on your heart and let them know, you know, what hurts they may have, what what request that you can um, bring to him to intercede and then care for them, care for, care for their needs. I mean, really love them and then share that hope and let them know that um, it's that hope that has redeemed us and has rescued us from a, a life that is dark and without uh, any sort of light and hope to one that is beautiful and joyful and will last forever. And so that's kind of uh, my version of how I would describe it. Uh, We give them plenty of tools. Obviously, our name is Dare to Share, and so we've developed a lot of different tools and resources, and some of them are very inspirational, but many of them are um, very pragmatic, very practical for them to use as they are out there trying to articulate this message. The power, though, is in the actual gospel. It's not necessarily in what we say. So the Holy Spirit does the work. Many people have a variety of perspectives on evangelism and how to approach it. Can you speak into why evangelism is important? Well, I think the primary reason why we should share our faith as, as followers of Christ is because is because God told us to. Um, he has given us that command in the Great Commission. Um, he never said do it in a obnoxious, you know, demeaning way. 
But he did say that we needed to articulate his message and that we needed to reach the nations. And so we need to be faithful to do that as believers in our own way. Um, and so that's the number one reason. Second reason is um, we learn a lot when we're sharing our faith. I mean, people ask us questions we don't know the answer to, um, and that's actually good for us. I think it really helps us to go back and say, you know what, I don't know the answer to that question. Let me let me search the scriptures and find out for myself. It helps us understand a little bit more what we believe and why we believe it when we're actually active in sharing our faith. And so that's certainly a byproduct. And then, you know, the obvious answer to why share your faith is because we want to advance the kingdom, right? Like we want more, we want a bigger family. We want more brothers and sisters with us in community in heaven. I mean, that's, that's a great motivation. All right, we're gonna. We've been talking about this phrase here the last couple episodes, Debbie. I want to say it to you and get your response. All right, the phrase okay. is. I know you've heard it, and the phrase is preach the gospel at all times and use words if necessary. How do you respond to that phrase? Um, we hear it a lot. Um, obviously, I, once again, our name is Dare to Share, and so we are going to say yes and <laughs> yes and. <laughs> Um, you know, our response is absolutely your lifestyle should reflect the gospel, like the who you are and your character and how you live should absolutely reflect the gospel. And you should be living in a way that attracts unbelievers. Um, but the reality is we're all going to mess up and we're all going to make mistakes. And so if we're sitting around constantly expecting someone to be knocking at our door saying, can you tell me why you were a nice person? (laughs) (laughs) It's just not really realistic. Um, And the second thing that I would say is that at some point we have to articulate the meaning of the cross. Like we can't, we can't just expect somebody who doesn't have any literacy um, with the Bible, they don't know anything about it, to just to just know. They may they may understand the concept that there's a higher power. Um, I believe it talks in Romans about how you can look at creation and you can see that there's definitely you know a higher power. But what we want to do is we want to be able to say, listen, Jesus is came to redeem us. He's different. Well, Dare to Share is an amazing ministry. I want to encourage you listening to find out more about what they're doing. They do summer events. The Dare to Share Live will be promoting and all the things that we're doing, especially in this year in 2020. And you guys are just such a, a huge benefit to youth ministry and have been. And so, Debbie, thank you so much for not only your time, but sharing your heart and what you do day in and day out. Thank you so much, Jeff. Last couple episodes, we've talked about this. We want to say it again. It's important to help our students understand the opportunity, the privilege, but also the responsibility of sharing their faith. You've heard of some great resources. Dare to Share is leading the way in youth ministry for this. So check out their website, daretoshare.org. They have a great event, daretoshare.live.org. Dare to Share Live is coming this October. But whatever you're doing, let's keep encouraging our students because It's an opportunity for us to be a part of the story. Jason and I shared at the beginning that in our days in middle school and high school, sharing with our friends, seeing them come to Christ, 
What an amazing thing to look back and know that we're a part of their story and we can be offering that opportunity for our students as well. The Thought Factory podcast is brought to you by Never the Same, whose vision is to see new generations transformed in Christ to further the kingdom of God. Learn more at neverthesame.org.